1: This is E2 Entrepreneurs Exposed, where we speak with all kinds of founders and creators doing amazing things in business and beyond. Rewinding back to our chat with Alan Lau back in September of 2021. We are re-airing it here today. Alan co-founded Wattpad in 2006. Fast forward, Wattpad now has over 90 million readers. Thousands of Wattpad stories have been adapted for major platforms and gone on to become blockbuster movies, Netflix hits, Emmy-nominated TV shows, and best-selling books around the world. The company has received well over 100 million in VC funding from some very notable names, including Union Square Ventures, Tencent Holdings, and many others. And on top of it all, Wattpad completed its sale to Naver in 2021 in a deal worth over 600 million bucks. So with that intro out of the way, let's get to my conversation again. Here is Alan Lau. The sale to Naver, um, which is obviously huge and big news for a a Toronto-based company like Wattpad. How did the deal come about and how has your life changed and how has the company changed since the acquisition?
0: Yeah, perhaps we can go back a few years. And originally, we started off as a as a reading app uh, for people to read and share stories. A few years later, after we started, we started the uh, WordPress Studios division, leverage the built-in audience uh, and data uh, on our platform, and and take the best stories. Uh, uh, and turn them into TV shows and movies. And we have a lot of blockbusters and TV shows uh, came off our platform. When the, the pandemic hit, we we actually see a very, very huge increase in traffic and usage for obvious reasons, uh, because people are, are locked down from home. We, we think about what's the next step should be for, for the company. Should we Uh, continue down the the current path or should we raise another round of funding or should we take the company public? All these options are in front of us and because the company has been doing very well uh, both from the attraction perspective and also from a financial perspective, we are in very good shape. We, we, we didn't need to raise another round of funding, but we were thinking, how could we accelerate uh, the, the business? And then uh, as we uh, continue our conversation, it it became uh, very apparent that uh, it's going to be a one plus one equals to four, because the vision was... Shockingly uh, aligned, the uh, strategy very much aligned. Um, the way we we think about growing uh, digital native uh, business in, in the storytelling space is perfectly aligned. And uh, they also uh, started a division called Webtoon Studios uh, that takes the best stories on their platform and turn them into TV shows and and, and movies, uh, but ma- mainly for na- animations. And in, in a way, it feels like it's match made in heaven. So uh, it, it came, the, the acquisition came uh, off very naturally because of the alignment, and we believe uh, this could be one of the best ways for us to achieve a uh, step function growth uh, in the company. And, uh, and then the rest is history.
1: You mentioned some of these other options, like raising another round, which you said didn't make sense at the time, and you didn't need the capital. But what about going public? Why did you decide not to go that route?
0: I think the acquisition came at a, at a very interesting time. We, you know, uh, between myself and, and my co-founder, Ivan, we were thinking, uh, asking ourselves the question, should, we, should, should going public be something that we, we should consider? Uh, because if we look at the, the numbers, I, I think we are pretty close, uh, if not already there. Uh, so, uh, but we, we, didn't, we didn't go down this, Path um, that that fell down that path uh, because the, the neighbor web weapon opportunity came, came along at pretty much the same time. So uh, and uh, that conversation went really well. So we, we didn't really consider seriously consider uh, to to be completely honest. But uh, th- this is something that we, we thought about. And if the neighbor acquisition opportunity did not come along, we 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 could have we could have gone gone public.
1: Do you think these options still would have been there even if the pandemic didn't happen? Like, do you view the pandemic as a big bellwether for the business?
0: Uh, it's very hard to say. I do feel like we would have achieved that step function growth anyway. Uh, it's it just that uh, I think the best way to put it: we we we've seen like two, three, or four years of growth compressed into two weeks. Literally, that's what happened. But I, I think eventually we we would still get there.
1: Actually, before we go back to the origin story of Wattpad, mm-hmm. one more question post acquisition: How has your life changed, Alan? And do you feel any different?
0: Yeah, in a, in a way, I um, I try not to change too much personally. You know, uh, I have to let it sink in uh, uh, for for a period of time, and I, I think this. Now, since uh, we announced the acquisition in in January, it's been nine almost nine months since the announcement. Uh, and I, I, I would say, not much has changed uh, for me. Uh, saying there's no change would be disingenuous. You know, I'm not suggesting that, but I, I do want want to um, uh, make sure the, the change is not too abrupt and you know disruptive to, to me personally. And uh, I think professionally, it's, uh, uh, I'm not done yet. You know, uh, there, there's so much work and so much uh, growth ahead of us. And especially with the combination of, of neighbor, there, uh, there are many things that we probably w- would not be able to achieve uh, by ourselves or w- would take a much longer time for us to achieve by ourselves. And, and, and now with the combination, uh, it's uh is a huge turbocharger, a huge accelerator in our growth so um I, I think we um I'm very much focused on that so uh professional perspective also not much has changed
1: so let's go back um to the very early days so let's talk you know circa two thousand and six, and just looking at your profile, it looks like there was some overlap between the incubation of Wattpad and some of these other ventures that you were working on upstream systems, mm-hmm. the wireless company. Can you just take us back to that timeframe? How did this seed get planted?
0: I was the CTO and co-founder of my first company. Uh, it's called Tira Wireless. Uh, long story short, as a mobile gaming company, uh, mobile gaming and the creating mobile apps. But for the feature phones at, at that time, because iPhone did not exist in 2002, the most popular phone was the Candy Bar Nokia phone. So we were um, publishing games on behalf of uh, some publishers that, uh, uh, like Sony Pictures and, and Disney, uh, like uh, uh, Finding Nemo on the Nokia phone. Uh, there was a game on, on the Nokia phone at that time. It, uh, we, we were uh, part of that team to uh, work on that, that game uh as an example and we also publish our own games uh, but a tiny secret of uh, me is, is that I, I don't play a lot of games you know i'm not a gamer uh, even, even today i uh, only play games uh, very casually in my spare time i i wanted to do something that is fun and also uh, related to, to me professionally mm-hmm. so um uh, if you look at my media consumption i i love to read so the the, the first idea that came off and, uh, as my side project, was a mobile reading app on, on the Candy By phone. That was the idea. And uh, of course, after uh, building the, the prototype uh, in, in my basement, I quickly realized no one would use that because I could only read three lines of text at a time. <laughs> no, no, one, no one would want to scroll a million times before a, a paragraph is even finished. So um, I popped that idea. And then fast-forward to year 2006. Um, the most popular phone was the Flip phone, the Motorola Razr, if you recall. Yes. Uh, that phone has a much larger screen size. So I could, uh, at least at that time, I could read more, much more comfortably on, on, on that phone. Now my WordPress co-founder, Ivan, um, he uh, instant messaged me. He used to work for Tira as well. So we knew each other for many for many years. In the message he sent me, that's what he said. Hey Alan, I'm working on a new product idea. Here's the link. Uh, can you check it out and give me some feedback? And when I click on that link, uh, guess what I saw? He was working on a mobile reading app for the for the flip phone as well. But he was one step ahead of me. Uh, he also built a website for people. To share the the content on the web and then consume the text-based content on on the uh, on the flip phone. That's what he did. So um, instantly, uh, we realized, okay, well, both of us uh, knew each other for a very long time. Both of us uh, think this, this is a, an amazing idea. and why don't we we shouldn't be working independently? We we should just uh team up and and start a company together and that's what we did uh, unfortunately we thought we would get millions of users in, in the first year uh, we were spot on except that we missed by a few zeros <laughs> <laughs> we only uh, got <laughs> a thousand users uh, perhaps a thousand users after um the year after we started but we, you have to remember uh, it was 2006 2007 Uh, consuming content on mobile was a very nascent concept. User generated content was a very nascent concept. Social network, uh, socializing uh, in in our context, building a community uh, amongst our readers and and writers, of course, is a brand new concept as well. Facebook had 50 million users at that time. It was tiny. Facebook had a hundred employees. YouTube was one year old. Uh, So uh, of course we were struggling because the foundation wasn't there. Mm. Um, so um, back to your your first question, you, you, there, there was some uh, overlap between uh, different ventures, and that's what we did. After a year, we were really struggling. We were thinking, should we continue to uh, spend our, our uh, all our time on, on Wattpad? And uh, we we almost pulled the plug, but. Uh, um, the uh, one of us, I can't remember who said this. Okay, well, uh, we were generating two dollars in, in revenue per, per month. It's very depressingly low, uh, but uh, because no one is using our product, you know, our hosting cost is like five bucks. We were three dollars away from break even. This, why, why should we give up? We were bootstrapping, you know, at that time. We had no external investors, and uh, that turned out to be a blessing because that time. Uh, gave us uh, um, the the runway to, to grow the company, to grow the user base, uh, to improve the product. And then eventually, uh, WordPress started to take off in 2008, to
1: 2009. What would you say is the turning point at that time? So 2008, 2009, trying to think proliferation of smartphones, etc. What else was happening?
0: The timing in 2006, when we started the company, it, it sounds early, but in hindsight, it was actually the perfect time because we, we we were counting on the phone capability would continue to improve. You know, in 2006, uh, let's face it, reading on the flip phone was okay, but it wasn't comfortable. But we expected better, the, the phone capability would, would continue to improve. Of course, we did not know iPhone would come out, but um, it turned out iPhone and Android uh, came out in two years three years after we started the, the company, and turned out that that prediction was right uh, in terms of improvements in, in mobile phone. So, and also the the other thing is we also uh, uh, expected um, the mobile data, the infrastructure, whether it's Wi-Fi, whether it's uh, cellular data, would improve. And that was important because the, com- the combination of mobile phone and mobile data would allow people to have uh, a reading device that they can carry to anywhere they want. They they can read anytime they want. That was always the vision of the company. And these two infrastructure foundational pieces came together in the 1,000 days after we started the company. So I I think that was the the turning point. Uh, however, I would also say because we started just before the foundation, the infrastructure foundation was. Uh, ready, uh, when the foundation was ready, we, we were there. We had a great product already. We, in, in a way we, we had the first move advantage as well, mm. because we started at the right time.
1: Were there any us players with similar business models at the time?
0: Yes. Uh, there, there were, um, a few similar, but not identical companies, uh, there were uh, a few uh, communities very similar to, to Wattpad, but um, some of them actually started by uh, the traditional publishers, you know, and they, they, they wanted to dabble into digital. At that time, they tried to figure out what digital would, would mean to, to their business, but uh, we were the only one who combined uh, a digital native uh, reading experience on mobile. Uh, also a social sharing experience, also building a community. Those elements are very unique. NUGC, user-generated content, these elements are a very unique combination because it's it's so unique. And even today, it's it's still very unique. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that (laughs) after so many years, (laughs) not not a lot of people perfectly copied what what we have done. And that gave us the time to to build a moat uh, around us.
1: And how would you describe the moat that you've built? So just walk us through the trajectory of both sides of the marketplace. So the readers and the publishers, how many users are there at this point?
0: At this point, we have, uh, over 90 million monthly users of which about four or five million are, are writers and they share, um, million chapters in 50 languages uh, every day on, on our platform in pretty much every single country uh, on, on this planet uh, cumulatively with over a billion uploads uh, so uh, in terms of content we are definitely the, the largest and that uh, is the content a story is the atomic unit on 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 this marketplace uh, and that is the glue between the readers and the writers. So um, back to your question about the the, the moat. Um, uh, originally, when we, were, when we first when we first started, of course, there's no no moat, uh, and we 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 also suffer from the uh, chicken and egg problem. You know, without any content, uh, I have no ability to attract any reader uh, to to come onto our platform without any audience, and no writer would have any. Uh, incentive or reasons to, to upload anything on our platform. So uh, this is um, a problem that any uh, marketplace would face uh, initially. So um, it, w- it was the right decision at that time. Of course, I, I can artic- articulate this uh, much better uh, today uh, after going through this journey. But in, in, in short, uh, if you look at any marketplace, it's always uh, better to, bootstrap from the supply side first. And Mm -hmm. then once we have enough supply, then we switch to the demand. Uh, We have seen this trend over and over again on other marketplaces. So the first thing we we did when we launched was less import uh, was available out there. And we imported 17,000 titles, the classic books on on our platform. that turned out to be one of the best decisions that we have done because now we have sufficient content to at least attract, well, the first thousand users, you know. And leveraging that, uh, we we have a, uh, some audience, a very small size of audience, but at least we have some audience. So that allowed us to attract the the, the first writer who upload uh, the the first original story on our platform um, about two years after we started the company because of the audience.
1: Who was that original story and that writer?
0: Uh, it it was um, a writer, um, it's, a, it's a teenage girl from the UK. Uh, she was the most popular writer on our platform because she was the only one <laughs> at that time. Uh, she has uh, a very small following, uh, but big enough that we start to understand the, the user psychology and, and how people would use our, our platform. She, she has maybe 200 people reading her, her story. It's a teenage a romance story. So in a way, that type of content is very unique uh, because you, you just cannot find it anywhere else on, on, on the market. And that allowed uh, this writer uh, to attract, um, a the, uh, uh, attract a lot of the, attract a lot of the teenage uh, audience as well, A small audience. But um, that allowed me to see the, the behavior and the interaction between them the 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 readers would would be saying oh oh my goodness this story is so amazing i've never read anything like this before when can you upload the next chapter so when can you upload the next chapter is key because the next chapter is still in the head of the, of the writer. This is not how traditional publishing works. You have mm-hmm. to finish the entire book, send the manuscript, right? So mm-hmm. in a way, we uh, through the interaction, we we learned so many things. This is one of the many examples that um, what a digital native platform for uh, fictional uh, creative writing would look like.
1: That's so interesting. So. Just to close the loop on this, what percentage of your demand side is are female teenagers at this point?
0: So today, um, teenage girls. Are still one of our largest uh, demographics, but um, nowadays we we expanded and expanded o- over the years. Uh, we have pretty much every single genre that uh, you 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 can see from uh, like from science fiction to historical romance to teenage romance to to uh, horror thriller. You you name it, uh, we we have it. And uh, because of the content, we we are also able to attract uh, outside of our core teenage girl uh, demographics as well. But that that being said, teenage girls still uh, one of our largest de- demographics.
1: Going back to something you said earlier about marketplace models and going with supply side first before demand, what other lessons, takeaways, strategies can you share with founders? who are attempting to scale a marketplace model today?
0: Yeah, we um, uh, when I say we, uh, because uh, it's not just me, uh, including my co-founder Ivan and also my wife Eva also joined the company in uh, mm. uh, 2009 uh, when we were still bootstrapping uh, at that time. And we, we, we figured out uh, a model called the asset model, uh, A-S-S-E-T. Uh, that stands for the the sequence of events that that should happen uh, or would happen in in most of the marketplaces uh, so uh, first a stands for the atomic unit you define what your atomic unit as um, in our case uh, uh, is the is the story and then you see the supply and then you scale the demand and uh, and then. The, um, you, you enable the, the engagement, and finally you, you, you uh, leverage the, the data that you collect, you, you track proprietary data, and that's the proprietary data set that you own, the behavior that you observe on your marketplace is, is what you own. So th- this asset framework uh, is very, very applicable to uh, many other marketplaces, um, and we leverage that, the, the knowledge that we, that we uh, accumulated over time, and uh, uh started a venture firm for small fish ventures. And mm-hmm. uh um uh, the the asset framework as the is the foundation of that investment thesis when we invest in marketplaces.
1: Hmm. And that's the fund that you and your wife started in 2014, was it?
0: Yeah, she um well she left uh Wattpad in 2013, uh and then she started Angel Investing and then uh, she realized, wow, the experience that we gained at Wattpad is uh, uh, not only is, is very unique in, in Canada, the experience is also broadly applicable to, to other companies. Over time, that angel investment uh, activity be- became a um, proper venture fund. Um, uh, she raised a uh, Uh, 12 million dollar fund mainly focused in north america mostly in canada i should say but uh, there are some investments in north North america Uh, but a big part of that is uh, leveraging what we learn through wattpad and and help uh, entrepreneurs uh, to to succeed and scale
1: let me come back to this asset framework for a moment and let's dive deeper into step four enabling engagement because you know building a culture of community which i know is one of the cornerstones of wattpad I think a lot of companies are thinking about engagement, community building now more than ever, especially during the pandemic and beyond the pandemic. So what can you share in terms of step four and strategies and lessons to uh, build deeper engagement down the road? The
0: The engagement, why the engagement is, uh, is important is, is because of re- retention and also because of uh, the collection of the data and the behavioral data that, that I mentioned. Uh, Of course, it works for consumer uh, marketplaces like Wattpad, but uh, interestingly, it also applies to enterprise uh, marketplaces or any other double-sided marketplaces. If you attract uh, whatever your your marketplace is, in in the case of Wattpad, our supply side is is writer. If you attract the writers and attract the readers, if someone else uh, has similar content, people would move on very easily, right? Because it's not, it's not that defensible. However, if that engagement is, is very strong, in our case, very strong connection and engagement through comments and, 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 and uh, other connections, uh, we, we connect the readers and writers um, very intimately. If your writer, uh, if your favorite writer is still on Wattpad, why would you go onto another platform so the same works for other marketplaces as well because sometimes the the atomic unit can be a commodity may not be very unique and in, in, in what that case our content is also very unique most of our content most of our writers they only upload to the wattpad but it might not be the case for for uh, marketplace for selling things for example if you're selling a commodity uh, then People can, can, can go elsewhere very easily. And But if you, and let's say you connect the buyers and the sellers through conversation and you can repeat that engagement over time, then it's like going to the corner store. Why would you go to the corner store? Because you know the owner of the store. They say hi to you. They say good morning to you. That's why you have more incentives. Psychologically, you have more incentives to go to the corner store rather than the big box, right? It's the same philosophy here. And... Uh, um, the second point is about the, the information that, that you collect. Uh, in the case of Wattpad, the data that we collect is very interesting because we actually know which paragraph people would be the most engaging and why, because people can post comments contextually on, on the paragraph. So we, we know, oh my goodness, th- this is the, the major turning pl- point of, of this storyline. And this paragraph is so important. So when we adapt to movies and TV shows, we can tell the screenwriter, give chapter one and chapter five and chapter seven, but chapter seven only the first two paragraphs because of these reasons. And we leverage that so, so frequently. And this is the proprietary data that only we have and nobody else would have. So this give us um, the unique uh, superpower.
1: That is so interesting, and you're, you're teeing me up for this next question, but I would imagine that this helps to propel some of the Wattpad stories that have been adapted for big platforms, big movies, uh, Netflix hits, and I'm thinking about The Kissing Booth, Emmy, Emmy-nominated TV series, etc. So when you're talking to a Netflix or you're talking to um, some other network, do they see this as a real competitive advantage in terms of having that data and you sharing it with them?
0: Absolutely, uh, there um, over time there are 1500 stories uh, on Modpad that have been adapted to movies, TV shows, and um, published books. So um, we involve in many of them to a certain degree. So some we 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 are end-to-end, we are the producers. Uh, of of the show, so we involve from day one to on the big screen. Some we are less involved. Some we only involve in the marketing. For example, you know, uh, when the show or print books available on, on our platform, you know, uh, we can very targeted marketing campaign uh, for for the shows or the or the print books on our platform to bring the building audience to the to the box office and or, or to the bookstore. Is a uh, a very powerful end to end platform. But back to the the point about being data driven uh, decision making, this is uh, absolutely our unique superpower, because uh, the this is the data that we have and only we have. And uh, there are um, many different shows uh, that we that we are involved in. Uh, we actually told the the screenwriter, "Hey." Uh, when you adapt, uh, in, in case you don't know, uh, for movie a- a adaptation, you have to cut out eighty percent of the content uh, because of the of the length of the movie. You just cannot uh, uh, um, take the entire book and turn the entire book into into a movie. Just not possible. But how would a screenwriter know which twenty percent or fifteen percent to keep? So we we give a lot of that intelligence to the screenwriter early on so that they they don't have to guess at all and uh, that's proven to be extremely effective uh, time after time and uh, and uh, there's a lot of education going on to the entertainment industry um they may not know they may not fully understand the power of the data early on but now it's it's, it's very different they very fascinating to, to see after a few years the um we have studios approaching us uh, and knowing that uh, they can make use of the data in in day one. we we don't even have to tell them
1: and you can make use of that data as well i would imagine that you have skin in the game and a vested interest in seeing these productions become successful
0: absolutely and uh, we we want to be uh be actively involved in the project so so many of the projects that we the, the stories of our platform, we, we are the producers of the show or we are the publisher of the, of the book. And the reason is um, we, we have the knowledge to make it very successful. At the end of the day, movie or the publishing uh, business is, is a hit-based business. No one would have a hundred percent hit rate or track record to, to turn something into a success. However, uh, the higher the probability of success, and of course, the, the better the businesses. So we are in in the game of like improving the 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 probability of success, and we um, after like fifteen hundred projects, we uh, we have all the numbers to prove that we, we can significantly increase the probability.
1: I can't imagine that you and Ivan, going back to two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, saw this direction of the business or did you uh
0: to, to say that we 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 expect uh, like 15 years or 14 years after we started the company we would be we would be uh the producer of some of the, the blockbusters would, would be disingenuous uh-huh. uh, um, however i i would also say very early on we we knew that the business model would be very different because it's a digital native uh, business, uh, we just know the how people create, how people consume, and how we how the business make money, and how we make money for the writers would be very very different. And I think in a way we are also very fortunate that we both Ava and I we 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 are engineers. We knew nothing about pub- publishing. And in a way, we started with a blank sheet of paper, and without that preconception, that actually helped us to think out of the box uh, much more so than than other uh, other people would have. So I guess back to your question, uh, no, we didn't <laughs> think about uh, making a movie fourteen years ago. Uh, however, um, we knew uh, something would be very, very different, and uh, I, I think we we were right, uh, and the business. In a way, has not uh, has not pivoted. Uh, it, it may look like we have pivoted or, or changed, but in, in fact, we didn't. Uh, they they weren't. Uh, people could read uh, classic books on our platform. People can still read classic books on our platform today. We just keep on expanding, finding adjacent areas that we can expand into. And uh, I think there's still new areas that we are exploring that we haven't quite fully figured out. And I think this is the why the next step is, uh, is still extremely exciting for us.
1: One of the more exciting points that I was reading about is is your, your trajectory in terms of securing venture funding and obviously having some of the biggest names in venture uh, right-checked for Wattpad. And I'm thinking about you know Union Square Ventures uh, out of New York, who has backed some of the biggest names in tech, including I think Twitter and, and Etsy, 10 Cent Holdings out of China. Um, they're an investor now. Looking back, what have you learned as a as as a founder scaling a fast growing business um, in terms of partnering with VC companies?
0: Uh, we raised up to Series D before uh, two years before the acquisition, so we raised four rounds of venture funding. Plus an angel round in 2010, um, so five rounds of funding. And each round, we did we, we did the funding very strategically. We try to optimize for finding the right partner or partners at that stage of the company. So uh, the the first round was um, angel investors locally. Uh, it was a very different time. Um, uh, Twelve years ago. Uh, Raising funding uh, both from angels and and VCs very difficult in in Toronto and for early stage company is Almost mission impossible. Uh, Unlike today. You can just zoom Into into a call in San Francisco. It it did not work that way. So um, local angels It was the uh, almost the only option and we, we, we could finish the conversation in one afternoon because there were only five people that I could talk to. <laughs> At that time, the angel community was, was very small, but I was grateful that uh, Bert Amado, uh, who started uh, the arena, who, uh, also uh, where I started my career um, many years ago, um, uh, Bert was the founder, uh, co founder of the company, and uh, we kept in touch and he wrote a check to us. So uh, that Super helpful and then series A it was uh, our Unisquare Ventures Uh, As many of you know, they were the first investor in uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Foursquare um, Coinbase uh, uh, and many many other uh, uh, really well-known companies. So um, That was also uh, Strategically very very important to us because we could leverage the uh, their experience in not only in investings but connection to the uh, portfolio CEO so that we could learn many things that was uh, could be applicable to to, to what um, in different verticals but uh, v- really super relevant experience and in series B was uh, Silicon Valley we, we need to have that connection over there and we also um, had a few investors from the entertainment space uh, uh, way back in 2012 uh, for a B round. So um, uh, that was super helpful as well. And the C round led by Omer's locally. Um, and then the, uh, August Capital from the Valley also participated. Uh, series D was uh, 10 cents. Uh, and then uh, uh, a few other Asian investors uh, as uh, um, Asia is, by traffic is our largest uh, continent, almost 30% of our traffic came from Asia. So that was also important. So as you can see, there there were many, many reasons uh, that we picked the right those investors at that stage uh, in our journey.
1: It sounds like these partners were the right partners for Wattpad and that it was a good experience. When you mentor other entrepreneurs and they're thinking about raising... Where do you advise, what do you advise them in terms of finding the right venture partner? And where do you see partnerships with VCs going wrong? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, the um, uh, capital, in in a way, let's face it, capital is a commodity. It's undifferentiated. So having the investors uh, who walk with you, not leading you, not... uh, walking behind you, but walk with you uh, along the journey and fully understand the, the trouble, the uh, pain points that you are facing. Extremely important. But I would also say not only understand the challenges that you are facing, but also be able to, to tell you how. Uh, at least through sharing experience uh, to, to solve your, your challenges also extremely important It's very easy for an investor to say high great people or oh, grow faster. I know that so you don't have to tell me that uh, but uh, Very few investors would be able to tell you Hey, Alan, uh, you perhaps you need to do this because five of my portfolio companies have seen this or When I was an operator, now I'm an investor, I'm an operator, this is how I solved the problem in the past. So that kind of experience, money cannot buy. So um, finding the right investors that uh, is optimal for that stage of the company that can actually help you, not, not just telling you superficial stuff, extremely important.
1: Well, I mean, it's an amazing story and, um, this has been a long time coming for me, Alan. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Wattpad.com where stories live, where else can people connect with you and learn about what you're up to?
0: Well, I'm very active on Twitter. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, um, I share, uh, many of my, uh, news on, on those, uh, social networks and, uh, uh, I also blog regularly, maybe a little bit less frequently in the, in the past few months. It's just been so busy, but uh, you can also check me out on alansathots.com. That's my personal blog.
1: Cool. And also Two Small Fish Ventures for more on the fund and your investments mm. in uh, companies with strong network effects. So, again, thank you so much and congrats on all the success so far.
0: Thanks for inviting me. That's it, guys, for today. Thanks so much for listening. E2 is brought to you by Scriberbase. Want to build recurring revenue for your business? Visit scriberbase.com for more info. If you enjoy the show, download, share, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also visit us at glow.fm slash e2 to become a supporter. Until next time, make today count with whatever it is you're working on.
1: Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions, ladies and gentlemen. You've tuned into a beautiful